I'm watching it. I was watching the intro. Um, I don't know if anyone's confused. Um, this is not Jay Walker. This is executive producer of Magnum Pro, Logan Davis, joining me, your favorite Bell Pancakes, Bell Pancakes, on the stack tonight. So thank you for joining me. I know people cliche say this all the time, but I'm legit happy to be here. We haven't seen each other in a while. So, I mean, hey. I'll, I'll say, I mean, I've known you seven, seven and a half years now. So, I mean, when we go a few months without seeing each other, like we have, it's like, okay. Even if it's virtual. Right. Especially, especially because we got used to seeing each other like once a month. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off hot with a raid. Let me see who raided us. Complete D-O-A-K. Thank you so much for the raid. Appreciate all of you being here. Please be sure to um, follow us so that you can catch more of me talking with wrestling people. Like this wrestling person, Logan Davis. <laughs> I'm not a wrestler. Let's preface that. I wouldn't no, survive. No, no, you're a wrestling person. Person, and that's- okay. You're you're a wrestling personality, one could okay. say. Yeah. Um yeah. so everyone follow Logan um on do do you twitch? No. Do I twitch? Yes. I just actually do you, started, I thought I was like, I thought you kinda did. It's a FCP live video. Um all just one. But I'm probably gonna change that soon. But for now, FCP live video. F C P live video. I'm twitch, yeah. And follow Magnum Wrestling, Magnum Pro Wrestling. How are we doing this now? It's Magnum Wrestling. Wrestling? Yep, yep. They're on Twitch too. Um, Magnum Wrestling. I know that's gonna like start beefing up with content again here soon. So definitely follow them. See, follow, 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 follow Follow, all of that. Follow the Bald Monkeys where you're at right now. You can follow me if you want. Sometimes I stream random weird stuff, and that's just about pancakes. Follow, follow all of us on Twitch. We we appreciate yeah. you, Twitchers. Yeah, we're all very different people doing different things besides this. So, please. Right now, right follow. now, right now, I'm just trying to play Party Hard. If you played that game, it's ridiculous, and I'm no. trying to beat it, and I'm failing miserably. So, when I do play, it's very random games. I've only played one game. That's Party Hard. <laughs> I'm terrible. So, at it. follow Logan to watch him fail at Party Hard. Yeah, it's a game about murdering people. So <laughs> it's it's okay. So the plot there truly is, isn't enough games about murdering. People. You know, I mean, the plot is literally about a guy who got interrupted sleeping, and he goes around to parties and kills people, and you try not to get caught. It's all eight bit. It's ridiculous, but fun. So that sounds like a good time. It is. It sounds like a real stress reliever. Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're already so far off the rails, which already. is to be expected. Yeah. Um, that's just kind of uh, how Logan and I are sometimes. That's our shit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But circling back to wrestling, um, you are the executive producer of Magnum Pro Wrestling here in the lovely Omaha, Nebraska. And, um, and, and assorted areas. <laughs> um, but I, I've been going to Magnum for 10 years. They're my, 
they're my home promotion, if, if one will. I've known you for seven of those 10 glorious years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I do very little work with Magnum. I, I work the door sometimes, or sometimes like I work the merch table, or sometimes I just get to yell at people, which is great too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, like you do a lot of the heavy lifting as far as making Magnum look good and look better than maybe promotions of comparable size or comparable area. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so as the executive producer of Magnum, what is your like vision as far as production strategy? Uh, so my vision, I mean, and let's just rewind back to um, me starting was in 2014. Um, and kind of going into, I really wanted to film professional wrestling, you know, since I was a wee little lad and, um, you know, all the video packages and all that stuff too, like the WWE used to do. I mean, you got to think way back in the, you know, the late nineties, early two thousands, they had those cool video packages that hyped you up for the show that opened and, you know, I'm like, Hey, I want to do that. So I basically uh, decided to reach out to Magnum Pro. I kind of looked up independent wrestling in the area. And uh, so I, I, <laughs> I had, okay, so this was like a long shot, you know, like um, if you know Jason Strife, you know, he probably gets like a ton of messages like, hey, I want to help or whatever. And it's like, okay, I got to set myself apart from the pack because, you know, I, I definitely know what I'm doing. This is, I've been in video production like professionally for about three years um, when I reached out to him. And uh, the best thing I had to do to show him like what I could do is I did some interviews at WrestleMania Access uh, the year prior and I sent him this video and lo and behold, that's kind of what caught his attention. He's like, oh, this guy's legit. Cause like one of them's an interview with AJ Lee and I'm just like, all right, so I got your attention now. And then like first show, like um, I just was pretty much holding a camera. Um, and we had, at the time we had uh, Drew McIntyre was on that show. That was uh, the first had, show? It was, yep. Magnum gets its wings 2014. So I, I started talking in August, 2014, September, 2014 is when I started, but we had Drew McIntyre on that show. Trevor Murdoch was on that show. Stevie Richards was on that show. I mean, it was huge for Magnum Pro. And I mean, it was busting at the seams in that venue too. Like there were so many people there. And I'm like, I mean, I was just lit up because, you know, this is what I dreamed about doing. And I just pretty much held a camera that time. Um, And then we go the next month, I kind of started showing Strife these samples of what I can do and the visions that I had, packages, entrance videos, stuff that Magnum didn't have at the time. And um, one of my philosophies in production as a, in general, is to have uh, the the fans have an experience rather than, you know, just go see a show. I want them to have like a fully immersive experience, whether, you know, be the video packages, be cool entrance videos, uh, be promos that pop on the screen during the show, you know, like you're going to like one of the, the big shows that are around nowadays, you know, I wanted to bring that sort of flavor because that's what I do. I think big when it comes to that stuff. So I definitely approach it in the, you know, I'm not going to just do what anybody can do. I'm going to use my potential to the fullest and uh, give people that 
you know, big league experience, you know, in a small town feel, you know, so. And, you know, not to like put words or whatever, but like at the time back then, especially here, nobody was doing those things. Mm -hmm. Like nobody was doing entrance videos. Nobody was doing like segments, like filmed segments or promos. Like nobody here was doing that. There was none of that. Mm -hmm. Like you were lucky if you had like entrance music and lights. Like, <laughs> so like for you to go and say, no, 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 I, I want to help Magnum look like TV wrestling, right? Because mm -hmm. it's definitely got more of a TV wrestling feel. And now, mm -hmm. now indies are doing that all the time. Yep. Like that's kind of standard fare to have you know, an entrance video, if you have a place to put it, if you have like a screen or whatever, or um, to have promos. But at that time, especially not here, there really wasn't right. any of that. And I mean, I worked to the bone too. I was insane. I would have shows edited within 24 hours too afterwards. And I set this terrible precedent for myself. I'm like, after about like a year of doing that, I'm like, all right. We're gonna take our time. <laughs> I can't just be like editing these shows and nobody asked me to. That's just how excited I was, you know? Like, um, and I got kind of scolded by Strife quite a bit. Like Jason Strife is the owner of Magnum Pro for those who don't know. And he was just like, dude, I mean, you don't have to go this hard, but I appreciate it. And I'm like, well, I love what I'm doing. It's so much fun. Um, you know, we'd have uh, a show and by that night we'd have like an after show filmed and edited and stuff so if you didn't see the show like you could watch the interviews with you know like staff that we had at the time promos and stuff so if you missed it you were caught up that night you knew the results you knew going into the next show what could possibly happen it's basically selling that ticket to the next show uh, was like a big philosophy too so so that was back in 2014 14, 15, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, just to kind of detail your timeline, especially with professional wrestling in the local Omaha area. Um, and then we'll take a little detour down to down to Florida at some point mm -hmm. here. Sure. <laughs> and then we'll come back. And then All we'll right. come back. All right. So you were working with Magnum. Um, how long did you work with Magnum before you took a break from Magnum? And what did you do during your breaks from Magnum? Okay, I see where we're leading with this one. So, yes. <laughs> um, well, it's kind of funny because the detour to Florida is in the middle of all that, but we'll, we'll get to that later. So, uh, so 2014 to 2018 uh, is basically every single show that Magnum had, I was there, you know, putting it together. What's the role of the executive producer? I was putting entrance videos together. I was filming segments. I had a, a camera crew, um, basically writing these, you know, um, these segments to like make everything interesting. Doing social media promotion, um, it was just like go 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 for four straight years. And then I took the detour to Florida in 2018 um, for a few months, and then I I came back here and. Um, I kind of had like a, this grander scheme of things. Uh, an old friend of mine, he had a promotion that uh, he did one show with. And I'm like, well, why don't we revisit that? You know, I was just like 
kind of want to do all the things, you know, I did Magnum for a while. And um, so I'm like, why not be a promoter? So I did uh, this uh, promotion that had three shows um, under my belt. And, and that's a whole nother story and why I didn't fail or why I didn't go further, but we'll blame COVID. We'll say that for now, but now this is wrestling uh, was a promotion that um, I started and we had a now TV taping in the middle of Nebraska, Fremont, Nebraska. Um, and then we had two big shows. We had, um, uh, why can't I think of it now? Come on, help me. I can't even think of my own shows. The, 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 what, what was, what was the first show back? I know, no, hold on. I'm going to check. It's on IWTV, right? Yes, yes. It's, uh, Inception was our first show. Phase two, that's what it was called. Now phase two. Um, that had like a, a stacked card as well, too. Uh, some unmentionable people. Some, we had, uh, Jessica Havoc was there. Um, and she was just awesome to work with, too. We kind of went big and, with that show uh, to really kind of make an impact and uh, utilize some really big things that I hadn't tried at Magnum yet that I learned from my um, uh, time in Florida. And then shortly after that, we did Now This Is Money. Um, and that was like the the play on the, the money in the bank aspect. And that one was really stacked too. We had Mad Men Fulton. We had Jessica Havoc again. Um, and we had M-Dog Matt Cross on that show, too. And it was, it was huge. It was a great show. Um, it was a good show, I would say. <laughs> and yeah, you went to both of them. And I was, like, super excited <laughs> to see you. Um, but, uh, you know, we we had a pretty decent turnout at Phase 2. And then we did a um, Now This Is Money. And holy moly. Like, we had, like, almost 200 walk-ups, I think. Like, pre-sales were, like, meh. I was like, okay, well, this isn't fun. And then all these people just walked up wanting to come to the show. And um, But my role in that, too, uh, I didn't really do so much production. Uh, that was more the the executive producer, uh, promoter role in, in the aspect where I was just making sure the show went all well. Um, I did do a lot of production still. Um, I was basically the chauffeur to everyone. <laughs> it's doing a lot, wearing a lot of hats and it's stressful. So in some ways I'm very happy it didn't work out. <laughs> and, um, but uh, to say it was an accomplishment was an understatement because I mean, it was some proud moments. Uh, the main event was a six man ladder match and I will state claim because, you know, AEW did do this where they had you know, instead of all six starting, they had the countdown of like a Royal Rumble style ladder match. I don't know if they did that. I think it was AEW. It was one of the big boys that did it. And we did it before them. So we had this concept where people would come out and they would be chained to a post with a ladder attached to them too. So you had four of them around the ring chained to a post with a ladder. And then the first two participants would be in the ring. They had no ladders until that first person got released every two and a half minutes, I think we did. So that was the big twist that we did, you know. You know, at one time, this company was owned by Vince Russo. Um, true story. Um, I had nothing to do with that. But um, yeah, uh, that was my Vince Russo, like, twist that I had. I was like, let's do a ladder match, but let's have like something a little bit different. And there are some hiccups, you know, there was a point where sometimes the, the handcuffs didn't come off. 
And uh, we had people just standing there like, come on, let's go. Um, we also had uh, a, a woman wrestler in it too, Valentina Loca. You know, she was, you know, in there with five other men <laughs> and she held her own. Like, so it was, we had uh, Darren Corbin in the match too, who like split his skull wide open. That was fun. Um, and uh, Kenny Alfonso, I mean, it was a stacked ladder match. I mean, they killed it. And, um, you know, uh, after that, I wish we, we had a show that was uh, planned for after that, uh, but then COVID hit and that kind of just let everything uh, go to, uh, just go to bed with it. And we, uh, like I said, it was an accomplishment. I had a great time. Um, I see in the little feed there, I was, I was monitoring the, the users earlier. Uh, and I saw now the final word on there, which used to be our podcast, uh, for now this is wrestling. I'm like, who has that account? I was like offended. I was like, I don't even know the password to that. And so it's my buddy, Ryan, who used to do a lot with, uh, now this is wrestling and does a lot. He's kind of a right-hand man with Magnum too. So. Better than the other person we thought it might be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and um with that now show um that was february 1st 2020 so uh that was one of the last things that anybody ran before covid mm-hmm. so it was just the timing on that was just uh poor yeah <laughs> yeah i mean to be fair too like we have um uh, we had like over 100 pre-sales on that like within the first 48 hours so i mean we were heading towards another huge show i mean we were making it i had tickets i was super proud of it um and uh we had a local band that it was going to be like a rock and wrestling show too we had a local band that was going to be there um that's really big in the area and i mean with their tag on it too like it was it was gonna be a good show, but we even had like uh, a lot of like names that you you know you kind of see in the the big leagues now too. Like, um, you know, at one point we had um, we had like Blair Onyx on it. We had um, uh, forgive me, I can't think. Of it. Cora Jade was you know scheduled to be on it too. You know, it's like such a weird time. It seems like it was like ten years ago, but it was only two years ago. So. <laughs> Yeah, so um, just weird timing, but if you get a chance um, and you want to watch some some decently good wrestling, check out, I see that now this is money, is up on IWTV. Phase 2 was taken down for reasons, which I won't cover on the I, show, but you know the reasons, but uh, yeah, um, we do have um, uh, a YouTube channel, I think it's youtube.com slash now this is wrestling TV. Or if you just look up now, this wrestling, I do have portions of Phase Two on there as well, just like match by match. So, yeah, you should check it out if you get a chance. It's good stuff. Very proud. So, moving on from now to um, the detour in Florida. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, let's, let, I'm, we're we're gonna do your history up until today. Perfect. So detour so, to Florida. 
you know, this is like, you know, it's up and down for me. So um, a big thing that I um, did when I first joined Magnum Pro is I was in, I was going to school at Full Sail University. Uh, and you put two and two together, Full Sail has that, that partnership, or I don't know if they do anymore with uh, NXT. Um, but back then I was uh, going to film school online. I wasn't in Florida at the time. And uh, so a lot of the stuff I was doing at Magnum was also doubling as like class projects too. I was legit the only person in my class who was like, I want to do video for live event productions. Everyone else wants to be Steven Spielberg. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, I want to be a wrestling videographer. Um, so it, uh, that was a lot of fun. I didn't get a chance to, I did visit the school a couple times. But I didn't really get to do anything hands-on uh, with NXT during the first go around. But then I went to um, school again in for public relations and at Full Sail. And this time I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to the campus. Um, so I uh, picked up and moved to Orlando, Florida. And with that, I had an internship with an NXT and the good NXT, you know, right when they were like on the up and up, uh, you know, we had Johnny Gargano, we had uh, so many, so many big names there too. And so what does an intern do? Um, basically I was, uh, part of the promo room. So any promos you saw on NXT, uh, from like, I think it was like May of 2018 all the way till September 2018, uh, I took part in. And uh, so whether it be hold a cable, whether it be, you know, upload the stuff directly to the proprietary, proprietary system WWE has, uh, whether it be holding a camera occasionally, it was probably one of the best experiences of my life because, you know, that's that was that goal. I wanted to get there. Um, and where the SOAR subject comes in, it, you know, I actually had the opportunity uh, to actually have a job at the Performance Center based on my internship. Uh, but various, you know, personal family reasons and everything, it didn't work out. Um, but in the happiest of terms, like the people I got to work with, um, the fact that I could have said at the time, like, Triple H is my boss, you know, like, it was so cool seeing him pull up in his big old black in uh, camper RV or whatever. Um, and just the, so to dive into that, seeing backstage what was going on, like NXT, and it's kind of rough for me watching the NXT 2.0 because, you know, I'm so far distanced from that. Like, I don't know what the environment is and how the vibe is. And I don't hear good things about the new NXT. Um, but back then, it was really cool to see how much of a family it was. Um, and, you know, seeing Triple H in action, you know, there's times where we'd have everything set up and I would just go into the arena and I would just sit and admire, you know, I would see Triple H just kind of directing traffic, talking with people. Um, he would pull people to the side constantly. Like the dude just seemed like a legit good guy all around. I mean, he would talk to us occasionally, he'd pass by, shake our hands, thank us. Um, <clears throat> one of my favorite wrestlers growing up is uh, Shawn Michaels. And there was one time I'm back from lunch and I'm setting up one of the, basically readjusting a light on one of the backstage trusses. 
And um, so I'm like fiddling with like the cord because it was loose. And Shawn Michaels just pops right in, looks around the promo room, looks at me. He's like, how's it going, young man? I don't get starstruck. In that moment, I kind of got starstruck. I'm like, I'm doing well. Just fixing a light. He's like, good luck. And that was it. Like, I'm just like, did that just happen? Like, you know, I'm walking backstage with, you know, Michael Hayes, Triple H, Scott Hall was there a couple times. Uh, Caitlin was there. Uh, you know, there was just like various old wrestlers that would just be around. Like, I don't mean by old and age. Um, I mean, Caitlin's still pretty young. All of them are still pretty young considering. I mean, not Scott Hall. I mean, that guy is he's super old, but <laughs> I still love Razor Ramon. Um, but just seeing them uh, do everything they were doing. I mean, it was just a dream come true. I had soaked in so much in my time there. And, you know, I always say it's like, I didn't do a lot. Like I didn't like, wasn't like holding the camera for the promos. I wasn't directing stuff, but I was working with some of their top writers. Um, I regarded, uh, uh, Ryan Katz as a mentor there too. He just recently was one of the people unfortunately released in their biggest uh, wave of releases in the WWE, but I mean, he's a good dude and he would uh, just stick around and really explain what they were doing too. And then there was, um, <laughs> there is uh, an old classmate of mine from when I was in film school. He actually was one of the uh, producers there. Um, so catching up with somebody I only knew online was really cool. Um, we had lunch together a couple times. Another person that was really cool, and I don't know how many people like him, Mauro Ranallo. That guy would just come into our room and have lunch with us. He wouldn't even be having lunch with everyone else. He would come and sit with us, students and, you know, teachers or whatever, and, and have chats with us and ask us how our days were going, you know. And knowing now, like, the you know, his mental health past and all that, I could see why he, he definitely did that, you know, like he's, he's a good dude too. So I, uh, I can't say enough things like just in the, the few months that I did it, I mean, I learned so much and that's why I was so excited when I came back to start utilizing all that. Um, there's personal things that happened, you know, I came back as a director of operations at Magnum Pro for a couple months, stopped, did now this is wrestling, and now I'm back at Magnum since 2019, I think, 2020, no, 2020, I don't know. Yeah, it would have had to have been. 20, yeah, because there was right like after. that, yeah, yeah, because yeah, now this is wrestling 2020, see, time blends, um, but uh, well, yeah. The last two years have been barely years, so. That's true, it's like two years going on 20. Indeed. But if I remember correctly, you were even like oh, in the background of yes. a couple of exciting so, promos. Okay. In your time with the WWE. So I was in three different promos and um, almost four, but you could barely see anything on the fourth one. It was like something with Nikki Cross. She was throwing cards in a fire. Um, but uh, one of them, I was holding a microphone, which really wasn't a microphone. It was a boom pole, the actual boom pole, not the microphone. Because <laughs> we, we, we were running out of it. We put like a little black, we, we put a little black tip 
that's what she said. Sorry, I don't know like how <laughs> vulgar this can get. Um, it had a little You're blast tip on on the on the, the pole to make it look like a microphone. I'm just holding it, making it seem like a microphone. We're uh, interviewing. Oh, I can't think of her name. Anyways, uh, something born. That mm, I'm just—it's so long ago. Anyways, she—it uh, was just funny. I'm holding. I go back and laugh at I'm holding all the nothing. Time. <laughs> and there's people holding phones too that were clearly off. Um, but uh, and then the other one. This was kind of like the ongoing joke with one of our producers. He would always use a Vanessa born. Thank you. Um, so uh, there is a brawl between Shayna Baszler. And, um, oh man, see, this is all blending. Anyways, I'm on my phone during the whole thing. There's like a whole brawl going down and I'm like, it's just it's another so, day. They're going to be headquartered. Yeah, you know, it, you know, you would think as like a backstage person, you're like, oh, it's, it's happening again. Um, but, uh, it was, <laughs> It was funny because there was a lot of cool connections in that promo. Um, we had uh, Shayna Baszler, who's from uh, South Dakota, and she actually worked at Magnum, and I did stuff with uh, Midwest All Pro in South Dakota. So I worked with her a couple times prior to her signing on to the WWE, so that was really cool to you know be a part of that segment with her. Um, Ryan Capps was a part of it. My old classmate was a part of it, like people like pulling it together. And so it was just a lot of like connection. So that, that was really like special to me. Um, you just see me like right at the beginning, you know, just on my phone playing and then just giving that like look up. And then, so the next month happens and uh, same things. Our producer's like, we need somebody. Hey, Logan, go get on your phone again. I'm like, oh, great. This is going to look hilarious. Like everyone's going to, who's this bald guy in the back always on his phone when shenanigans happen. And I almost almost was on my phone again for they had a whole storyline where um alistair black got attacked and everything too and i was almost on my phone on hidden camera footage there but they decided to kind of make that empty and nobody was around but initially i was just going to be walking on my phone again so it was kind of an inside joke here like everyone was just oh that's what logan's doing in florida just sitting there on his phone all the time so it was really cool. And, and I mean, that just is the relationship uh, that I had with the producers, like, and the cameraman, like, great people. Um, they would use us all the time for, like, backstage stuff. And uh, so being a part of that is, is pretty awesome, too. Like, not only did we get to do production, we had little cameos, too. So. You're on the WWE Network. Or I am. Peacock now, I guess. Peacock Both as a now. fan and as an avid Angry Birds player or whatever I said I was playing at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're with Magnum again. Mm -hmm. You've been working with Magnum really since now quit being a thing in 2020. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it feels like you never left, but nonetheless. <laughs> right. So <laughs> continue. I didn't know if you had more to that. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, no. just no you're back in no. magnum <laughs> you're back you're back in magnum ah, no. uh, <laughs> so you're back at magnum mm -hmm. you're we're currently at socks and bonds which whatever uh <laughs> great we love them 
how do different venues like because and i know that we've been at a bunch of different venues right mm-hmm. um magnum's been at the side room and, and also an arena they've done um stocks and bonds i know that they were at rathskeller i know so that cool. we're gonna be at infusion i know we're so cool so how does different venues change how you do what you do Oh man, it's always a gamble. And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty annoying to strife uh, because when we get to a new venue, I'm like, okay, do you have a meeting? I need to go in. What are all their like hookups? What's their Wi-Fi like? Because there was a period of time too where we were streaming the the shows on Twitch and uh, we even had like a pay-per-view like aspect on our website as well. So I'm like, I gotta know these things. I gotta prepare. Like I can't just go in like, you know, and that's the thing um, in, the WWE, obviously, it's a well-oiled machine. There's so many people that can do, like, a lot of time we're just standing around. Independent wrestling, it's like two or three people doing, like, all these things. So we don't have, like, we get there a little bit early, but we don't have nearly uh, the amount of crew to get stuff done quickly. Usually it takes almost, you know, you know, from 9 to 2 or 3, 9 a.m. to 2 or 3 in the afternoon until I'm, like, fully set up. Um, and that's, you know, running cables, finding out the Wi-Fi, making sure everything's hooked up properly. So uh, it's always a gamble. You know, um, I like I said, I always have to go out there and, and find out what does this venue provide? What is my spacing? What's the camera angle is going to look like? Obviously, hey, where's the hard cam going to be? Uh, does my ringside cameraman, uh, does he have space to work around? Is he going to be like just pressed up against the ring the entire time? Um, it's those sort of things, you know, that my mind is racing, uh, so fast. Luckily, you know, stocks and bonds has been the home, uh, for 95% of the time since I came back. Uh, we did a couple outdoor shows and those are just kind of like fun put together shows, not necessarily worrying so much about stellar, like at least streaming production uh, with those. That was just kind of more of in-house stuff. So Definitely, uh, I, I have my little planner. I have to make my notes. Uh, always hassling strife. We've got to get this meeting done. I can't, I can't work in these conditions if I'm there the day of, which has happened before. But um, I like to think over time, you know, I've you know, seen so many situations that, you know, we can adapt and we've adapted many times. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a fun you know, it's exciting to go to a new venue, but it's also like terrifying at the same time. Terrifying. Very. Um, speaking of streaming, I know that things are popping up on IWTV on On Demand after mm-hmm. the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that, have you, are you the one that's been like working to get a bunch of old stuff up there? Because I feel um, like there's been a bunch of old stuff put up on IWTV recently. Right. So um, there was, it was probably the first couple months I was back. Uh, Strife gave me the hard drive of all the footage. You know, this is stuff that I actually, you know, before my time, there was stuff on there. But a lot of the stuff, it's what I put together, but we didn't really do anything with. Um, so he was like, hey, can you go back and, um, you know, see what you know, what would be feasible to go on IWTV. Um, <laughs> and, you know, because, you know, when Magnum Pro started, they're on, you know, 11 plus years, um, you know, with their anniversary show coming up that, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just laughing at the little 
side there with Chris Manning, photographer Chris Manning on the side staring at me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What was I talking? Oh, yeah. So, like, you know, 10, 11 years ago was a different time. And, you know, like, what, uh, you know, what was out there? You know, I'm not saying there was bad things, but, you know, we people learn, you know, there's, there's things that were acceptable back then, you know, that definitely shouldn't have been acceptable, but, you know, you kind of have that knowledge, you know, like, this is what we represent. This is who we are. Um, This is who we represent and who we were back then too. Um, It's just, you know, juvenile humor. It happens. Um, But, you know, it's just to go back and look at the library and see, um, so many great moments because Magna Pro has such a rich history, you know, just picking out some great matches, picking out some of our, our big shows and uh, just basically redoing a couple things about them. Like as far as like graphics are concerned, making sure they're all pieced together. Cause back in the day before I was on, they would record them match by match, edit them match by match. Um, and they would just be the weirdest file format. So I like try to piece those together if I could. Um, they'd have like little intros because back then, you know, you'd still get in trouble for copyright stuff, but like back then, like don't want to have like the copyright music on YouTube. Cause I think back then it was even stricter. I don't know, but they would put these little musical intros before you wouldn't get entrances. You would just get like this little highlight package of the match and then it would go straight to the match. But anyways, putting all those together and then Strife kind of took the reins and he's been a machine putting everything on there too. So I would like to say I can take credit for putting them on IWTV, but no, he's he's been a machine getting a lot of the history on there and there's a rich history of Magna Pro. Um, so. But you spent time cleaning them up? Yes, yes. So yeah, I mean, I can take partial credit. Took, took time in cleaning them Takes- up. Takes took about teams. a month. Yeah. It took about a month to get all that. And you know, it's really cool to finally have people see those shows because that's the thing that's always like drove me crazy about like our position. Like Magnum Pro is one of those, and this is not me being biased by any means. Magnum Pro, I mean, is such a good promotion. Even if I wasn't a part of it, I was just a fan. Um, I just don't see why they're not bigger than they could be. And then going back in that library and seeing a lot of those shows, um, like it's so cool that, you know, there's a broader audience that's getting to see these great matches. You know, we have so much hidden talent in, in the area, you know, like, you know, we got Red Wing, we have Devin Thomas, like two really like, I mean, Devin Thomas is one of those people like, uh, you could probably throw him in a match with anybody mainstream, anybody top independent, like, and he would, you would look like he's been doing it for like 30 years. I mean, the dude is naturally gifted in every sort of, every single aspect of the craft. Um, same with Red Wing. I mean, the dude's a beast, like just two big wrestlers that just have gotten it since day one. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of other talents that have passed. And of course, Jason Strive. I mean, come on. That guy, like, why isn't he signed anywhere yet? That's going to be the question that I ask for life. Somebody sign him, please. I mean, it was, he was just on AEW Dark, you know, a couple months ago, and I would be lying. I was in, it was in the crowd, maybe about 40 feet away from him, and tears were in my eyes, because I'm like, yes, because, like, people knew him, and this was in Minnesota. People cheered, you know, like, for a Jason Strife, you know, so it's like, he's known in this area. Let's, I just wanted to 
worldwide at this point. But yeah, there's just so many people that have passed through um, the hallways of Magnum Pro. Um, so it's really cool, or Magnum Wrestling. Um, that's what we're calling it. It's this rebrand, but Magnum Pro, you'll see a lot of the old stuff there. But it's just really cool to go back and have people actually see that rich history. Um, so hopefully uh, there's many more memories yet to come uh, with us kicking off this Saturday. So I was just kind of browsing through what was all up on IWTV. There was a specific, specific show I'm looking for because um, I was referencing it today when I was talking to somebody on Twitter from 2013 where um, we had Pete Dunn and Mark Andrews in the uh, Eagles club. That was before my time. I'm not sure if that's, there's sadly, there's some missing footage. It has to be somewhere. Mm. Um, so hopefully it could be found somewhere. I know we've been digging, digging a lot uh, to find these things. So definitely ask strife. See, I don't remember seeing it. I mean, it was before my time. So I would have been easily able to find it if I would have been familiar with it, but that's kind of news to me. I didn't even know that show existed. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think it was, um, I, I remember it so distinctly because it was one of my, like, one of the first shows I went to. I started going in the middle of 2012, and um, I specifically remember Mark Andrews on that show because I liked his entrance song, and I asked him about it, and he wrote it down for me, and I had that paper for a long time and I may still have that paper somewhere. Just basically an autograph, <laughs> but not an autograph. It's mm-hmm. like Mark Andrews specifically Shazam autograph something for you <laughs> before Shazam was a thing. Yeah. It looks like it was um, September 28th of 2013. We will definitely have to ask strive this weekend. Battle Royal cup three. So <laughs> yes, I was so for me like when you say like magnum has a history like that's what i'm talking about like <laughs> in 2013 pete dunn wrestled in an equals club <laughs> like yeah <laughs> it's i mean you look at the history of magnum pro it's it's very much a who's who you know jason strife may have not had a contract but the the relationships and the, and the connections and the people that he's known over time like has brought a lot of great matches and entertainment for uh, this area. And, you know, you look at some of the names back then and you see what they're doing now. You're like, it's the epitome of independent wrestling. Like you're seeing people before they were big stars or right when they were on their rise too, you know, like you didn't know, like they were going to have like these New York rises in wrestling and uh, here they are wrestling in Eagles clubs. So, and uh and um so i did see some of that footage i mean the ring was what not even a foot off the ground uh the ropes would always fall off like <laughs> the most shoddy production value because you're in an eagles club you really can't do much but th- they made it happen people turned out crowds are huge they built a name for themselves i mean magnum pro has been in business for 11 plus years for a reason and it's you know it's those humble beginnings Um, even before production, you know, I like to think, you know, I play a big part in like the production level and all that stuff too, but you gotta, I just make things look pretty you know, it's everything else. It's like the, the booking itself and, 
and the the visionary that Jason Strife is. I mean, again, you look at those matches. You look at the people he was bringing in. It's pretty awesome. So when it comes to now, like to not not now wrestling, but now today, um, we have the big return anniversary show coming up on Saturday, which is the 22nd. Um, what what is that looking like? Because I know that you know you were talking about how there's so much local talent. Mm-hmm. And we have, I know there's a bunch of new people that are just fresh in the business that have only been in it for maybe a year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, who do we have to look forward to on Saturday? So, and, and I was promised, whoop, I was promised a so match exclusive. <laughs> and I didn't forget that. So, so we discuss, we're going to give you two matches and we're going to give you a new talent that hasn't been announced yet. We have Ooh. somebody new coming in. Not new to Magnum Pro, but like it's a new Not announcement. announced so, yet. So, um, well, the big talk uh, right now is we have former WWE star Aria Davari, uh, who's going to be in the house. Uh, that's exciting. And so a lot of people have been asking, well, who is he going to go against? Well, takes a lot of like thinking we have a lot of up and comers people that have worked their i was gonna say work their tights off but that's that's a little too far um work their butts off those kind of matches no 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 um but somebody who has uh he is a so we have the nebraska pro wrestling hall of fame here and uh we had a very this is before my time too but uh Chip Douglas was a wrestler, a local wrestler here who died, passed away far too soon. Um, and he had a huge future ahead of him. And so we have the Chip Douglas Award. Um, and I believe he was the second recipient to that. I believe Coldstone was the first. The second one was a wrestler here by the name of Nikki Scent. Um, and we're going to have Nikki Scent going against Aria Dabari. Ooh. An anniversary. And I mean... Talk about talk about a huge opportunity for someone who has worked so hard to be where he is. And I mean, you've known Nikki for a while too, and just see the growth that he has had. Um, he is, he, I mean, he's he's kind of a he's kind of a butthead, you know, as far as like he his whole shtick is he's. He sprays Axe body spray everywhere. He's so full of yeah. Himself, it's but- Nikki. Nikki sent like. S-C-E-N-T. Yes. And he is, uh, he is, I mean, despite his stinkiness, despite his attitude, uh, he is one of the hardest working people in the locker room. And what better way to test how far he has come than to go against a former WWE star, somebody who has a great lineage as far as like wrestling is concerned too. So I am very excited for that match. Um, so that, that's been a big question. People have known Arya Davari would be there. And so now you got it. Arya Davari versus Nikki Sen. And, um, let's see, what should I announce next? I don't know about, we'll do, we'll do, uh, we'll do the talent announcement last. Um, so we have a couple titles 
three titles in Magnum Pro. We have our Magnum Pro Tag Team Championships. We have our Magnum Pro Championship. And then we have a new title that was introduced just last year called the Magnum Pro Top Gun title. Um, and it is a beautiful looking title. Um, I know, I don't know if they've released anything with the uh, the new branding or anything on it, but you can see old pictures. It's kind of the same new logo. And I'm pretty sure, you know, if not Saturday or if you're on our Patreon, you could see uh, the exclusive look at it. But uh, it's a new title that was introduced. That's, you know, you're the top gun. You're on the rise. You're you're kind of like one of the hottest things in in the the area. Um, so uh, we're going to have right now, our, I guess our champion right now is TJ Bad Boy Benson. And uh, uh, he's, um, <laughs> he's something to say the least. Um, he is probably one of the biggest attitudes in the locker room. He is an MMA fighter. Um, and uh, he's kind of had no difficulty maintaining or retaining that title since he's and he's a former magna pro champion too like he's he's actually one of i i don't know i don't know if stress watching pete you can help me out on this i think he's one of our only grand slam champions he has been a tag team champion he has been magna pro champion and now he's the top gun champion so it's like i mean the guy has an ego for a reason and he's he's a huge mma star too uh here in the area so um maybe i just kind of inflated the ego a little bit by saying that but we have <laughs> we have a championship scramble for him we're going to give him a huge challenge uh going against uh some great people here in the area we have uh jc slater is going to be in that scramble we have jimmy wild in the scramble we have kit sackett you know you see him on aew a lot he's going to be in that scramble as well too um and uh trying to go through and we have uh maybe one more i can't find it right on here and what i was saying but it's going to be a uh a five-person scramble so wow for the title for the title so put up or shut up for tj benson if he can get through this like he's uh not lose the match and he can absolutely lose that title exactly Mm. so Eyes everywhere. TJ. He's he's a snake. I mean, he could slither around. Like that's kind of his whole thing. He's very slippery. He has eyes pretty much everywhere. So if anybody could do it, you know, I don't mean to give him this much credit, but if anybody can do it, it is Bad Boy Benson. Uh the the, the dude is absolutely cerebral right. in everything he does. So we'll see. Um, okay. So here's something that just was uh, announced to me today. Uh, we have Eric Cannon that's going to be in the house on Saturday. Oh, who he's yeah. going against? Who he's going against? I do not know yet. But uh, Eric Cannon has just uh, been booked for Saturday. You know, and if you don't know Eric Cannon, oh, where you been? Somebody, it's, it's a who's who <laughs> of a wrestler too, and. Um, again, that was another, okay, that was another cool experience when I went to AEW in November. He was on AEW Dark too, and you would think he was like John Cena or something. The second he came into that ring, the entire arena was chanting Eric Cannon. It was amazing, and I don't know, 
how emotional he got, I was just like, wow, that's really cool. You know, you're essentially what the big leagues would call a jobber. And yet you have everyone wrapped around your finger. This entire arena knows exactly who you are. Um, and of course, you know, he is the brainchild of first wrestling in, in Minnesota. So like he has brought so many memories to the Minnesota area. So much deserved, but I am excited to have him be on the house on Saturday. So me too. <laughs> that's it's always a treat when he's around. I mean, not only is he super talented, he's hilarious. I mean, the jokes he he gives off too. I mean, I don't I don't think he has kids, but I mean he he could tell a pretty good dad joke from what I've heard. So <laughs> he's a good dude. So I'm pretty excited too. I've I've only had a chance to work with him maybe twice, which is weird. Um, you know, because he's been a magnum a handful of times. So um, it'd be really cool to work with him again. That's awesome. That's super dope. I'm I'm really excited for that because I really like Eric Cannon because <laughs> you're right. He is, you know, really when you think Minnesota independent wrestling, your first thought is Eric Cannon. Mm -hmm. he's been such a stalwart there and not only that but every I can't think of a single person that doesn't like him like he's very well respected and he's very he has a good attention to detail um if you I remember I think it was 2019 um, some of the collective stuff you can find on IWTV. Um, there was one specifically, like, I don't know if it was some sort of battle royal or scramble match or whatever, but somebody was taking a dive to the outside and you can see him haul ass around the ring to make sure that he's there so that that person doesn't hit the floor. And I was like, hell yeah. Yep. That guy, Eric Cannon. <laughs> I mean, the dude's a gentleman too. Like, I mean, he... What's not to like about him? You're absolutely right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Dude's dude's a rock star. So that's really I didn't I didn't know that. So that's awesome. Was that the talent announcement? That was the talent announcement. Yes. Awesome. And I just found that out. I think today. So nice. Really, is today or yesterday? Again, days blending through. I don't know. <laughs> time is time is just a construct. Yes. Um, but. Who else can we expect to see at the Magnum Pro Show? Um, you know, I can kind of guess because I've been going to Magnum Pro Shows for 10 years. But right. um, there are probably people watching that maybe have it. So so who else do we got on the roster for Saturday? Yeah, so we have um, so somebody who is just – so J.C. Slater, we'll go back to the scramble. He was just on WWE SmackDown this past Friday uh, along with another – He's a homegrown talent trained by the one and only Jason Strife, Brixton Nash. He's kind of making a rise too. Him and JC Slater were the cart pushers for uh, Sami Zayn and the whole jackass segment that they had. So um, it's fresh off a, a WWE appearance. You know, we, we have two, two guys in the house for that. Uh, Brixton Nash, he is, <laughs> he is going places. I mean, the dude just oozes so much confidence and he is making waves already. Um, we have uh, thumbs and buns. We have our Magnum Bro Tag Team Champions, the culture of John West and Con Artiste in the house too. Uh, John West and Con are two great people too that I absolutely adored. Like John West, you know, 
founder of Black Wrestlers Matter, you know, so it's it's always a treat to to see him come in the house too. And uh, Con Artiste is a hoot, a really good dude. The last show that we had um, was for uh, suicide prevention and kind of hearing some of his story too, like just drew me in even closer to him. I mean, he is a, an amazing individual. Um, we have our Magna Pro champion, Red Wing, in the house too, who he's going against. No idea, but I feel sorry for him. I mean, Red Wing is like, I mean, he is all just made of rocks and wood and just everything steel, like everything you can think of the dude is, I mean, he's a beast. I mean, he's been a barbarian. His his song used to be, he's a full-time beast. And I mean, he, he really is. Uh, so whoever he's going against, I'm sorry. Um, it's going to be a challenge. I don't foresee the Magna Pro Championship going anywhere on Saturday. Um, I'm thinking Red Wing's going to be holding that for quite some time. Uh, so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. And uh, we have... Um, I think that's about everything as far as I have notes. We got Chilaleo is going to be in the house too. Max Chill and Gable Galileo. Space Um, pants. (laughs) Space pants. And then we have, um, see, you know, I don't know who this person is. I I think I know who this person is, but I don't know who this person is. It's Joseph Anderson. I know Joey Anderson. Oh, but like there's this whole thing going on. Like I've seen these photos, and this is definitely not. It looks like Joey Anderson. It doesn't look like Joey Anderson. It's just giving off these really evil. Like Joey Anderson is probably one of the nicest people you'll ever ever meet in your life. He gives really good hugs. Yes, I mean him and his you know amazing wife, just two amazing people. And then I'm seeing these. supposed to be there um and apparently jc slater's cat is supposed to be there that was a talent announcement too um i don't know the codes on that about having cats or how that cat is gonna fare is the cat in a backpack or on a harness harness and a leash i don't know i'm personally scared you know i love cats but like you don't put them in big crowds of people and if the cat's going wrestling shows if the cat's going against somebody, um, I mean, I feel sorry for them. Better get some first aid kits in the in, in the back because you're going to have a lot of scratches. I hope it's so. not Weston. <laughs> no, Weston, who is, as far as I know, he's still the Magna Pro general manager. So, I mean, he's the one who books these shows. I mean, Jason Strife is just kind of, because dogs can't talk. Jason Strife can talk to his dog, Weston. But other people can't understand them. So Weston is the brainchild of Magnum. So plain and simple. <laughs> he could have booked himself in a match against J.C. Slater's cat. Weirder oh, things oh. have probably happened. Might I forget, too. It was just on there, too. We have uh, wrestling photographer extraordinaire Chris Manning is supposed to be there. And he broke our budget. So... <laughs> that Chris will do that, too. I also see that um, Shea Purser rated us. With a party of eight. Thank you so much for rating us, Shay. You're wonderful. And um, I hope that someday um, you get back to America so that I can see you wrestle because you wrestled in Des Moines and I was too dumb to go. 
loss. I am an idiot. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> it was like right before the pandemic. It was before I started going to revolver shows, which I have fixed now, but mm. it doesn't. It makes me mad when I think about all of the things that I missed out on because I was too stupid to do them. Well, you're not doing that anymore. As far as I see, like um, you're just you're embracing no. so many opportunities. That's why <laughs> you're at where you're at. Yep. Nobody can escape me. Everyone's my friend, whether they like it or not. <laughs> um <laughs> so super excited. Thank you for rating us, right? Um Magnum Ryan Russo, whoever that might be, <laughs> said, isn't Yellow Dog the translator for Strife and Question? Yeah, I mean, I've he seen probably conversations. probably makes a good go-between. Yeah, I've seen conversations in the bag. They're very weird. I try not to get involved. I try to stay away from Yellow Dog as much as possible because he has bitten me a couple times. I've learned to just come with treats, you know, and be like, Okay, you know, here you are. This is this is where you're wrestling. This is this is who you're wrestling. Okay, bye. And then I just run away. So yes, he's definitely the translator in Magnum Ryan Russo. I'll just say I love you, buddy. It's our commentator, Aww. one of our commentators. I love you too, Ryan. Not to be, not to jump on what you're saying. But I also love Ryan. Don't jump on Ryan. <laughs> he doesn't appreciate that. He's you married. Don't know that. He's married. <laughs> I know he's he like, like that. So, <laughs> I mean, I'll jump on him. We could both jump on him, but I'm sure we'll make his wife jealous. Well, not really. She's a sweetheart. <laughs> She's a sweetheart. So, talked a lot about Magnum, what you've done in wrestling. Let's talk about Logan the man. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> do you have any pre-show rituals that you do? And then like, what is your, like, normally I ask people what their favorite road snack is, but like, you don't really road so much. So what's mm -hmm. your favorite like pre-show snack? All right. So we'll go the ritual and mm -hmm. I don't know if I really have a ritual because it seems like you know, I have the pre-show that I have is basically when I'm done setting up. That's when I kind of take that time to say hi to everyone, um, grab a snack, usually at the Dollar General right next to us. So it'll be like something not healthy at all, like combos or, you know, an energy drink or something of that. You know, sometimes I'll just, um, I'll get drunk with Daisy Daniels. Uh, we'll just, we'll, we'll throw back a couple beers. I mean, I'm the one who gets drunk. I need it sometimes. I don't get drug drunk. I got to show her, you know, help run, but yeah, I got a little bit of buzz, so, I, so I'm I've not super to, nervous. I've had to get Daisy Waters <laughs> to help her sober up before. So you can't tell me. <laughs> um, I just don't want to be the one to call somebody out because, you know, I, I'll do I, it. I can, I'll okay. It. I have no problem. You, you have the permission to. <laughs> We've been best friends for 18 years. It's fine. <laughs> she is a hoot to be around to sober or drunk but uh usually pre-show ritual is like talking with her talking with ryan saying hi to everyone coming in because right around you know three o'clock is when everyone starts rolling in getting ready um a biggest pre-show ritual for me is um try to use the bathroom before the crowd comes in 
Um, because then the bathroom would be packed. Um, you know, I don't want to have to pee all the way through the show. I have done that a couple times. It's not fun at the end of the night. Um, I haven't peed myself, so I got that going for me yet. (laughs) Um, but I mean, I feel like that's kind of my pre-show ritual is just kind of at least enjoying the environment a little bit while I can, taking a breath, telling myself everything's going to be okay. If something happens, it's not the end of the world, we'll fix it. Um, and then hanging out with, you know, a lot of the the close people in my life in Magnum Pro. And that's you, that's that's Daisy, that's Brian. Um, and of course, I'm around Strike. I mean, he's very important to me too, but he's also my boss on those show days too. So it's kind of like, it's the both the best of both worlds. Usually it's me and Daisy, like, can we have an order of who's wrestling? So we kind of know how to program this show. <laughs> but uh for the most part, you know, it's just, uh, it's just us kind of hanging out, uh, taking a breath. And then, yeah, I guess that I covered the whole pre-show snack. It's just usually something salty or sweet from the Dollar General next door. So combos, I love sweet tart ropes. Um, if you haven't had those, those are amazing. They have like different flavors. I'm a fat girl and I love candy and I absolutely <laughs> had those and they're absolutely delicious. Have you had the green apple? I don't like apple anything. Okay. The apple is the worst flavor known to man. So the green apple is really good. Why would you? No. Okay. But they also have a tropical one that's really good too. I have had the tropical one. But the original cherry punch is just Cherry as good. punch like, is good. I don't like the strawberry ones. I haven't had the strawberry ones. They don't have much I, flavor to me. I'm not much of a strawberry person anyway, so. Yeah, I wouldn't waste your time on those. And if I wanted strawberries, I'd just get Twizzlers. You know, that's kind of yeah. like a, <laughs> I get made fun of that because that's kind of, I guess that's regarded as an old man candy. I mean, Twizzlers. I love Twizzlers. I mean, I got made fun of before by someone very important that calls it an old man candy. So I'll take yeah. it. It's not black licorice. So. Yes, exactly. If it's, like if black, it's black licorice, licorice is an old man candy. Black licorice, you're like 72. Or so like the Werther's. Like one of the hard worthers. Like that's an old person candy. Yes. Also circus peanuts. But that just might be because my dad likes them. And my dad's an old man. That was something I liked as a little kid. I don't like it as I get older. So. I don't like circus peanuts. (laughs) It's true. John Davis does love Twizzlers. Oh. I didn't know that. I mean. Weird. It's a good road snack. I mean, that's also, it's a convenient road snack. You just, you take one out of the bag and you just kind of, you eat it. You don't, you know, if you get good Twizzlers and you don't like leave them in a hot car, they don't leave your hands sticky. You could just eat your Twizzler and you're good. Yeah. They don't get melty either. Yeah. If it's a warm out, it's a non-melty candy, which is sometimes an um, underrated property of candy. Because like, if you leave, if you have like gummy worms or some crap in your car when it's hot, you have a gummy brick when you come back, dog. Yeah, I've done that before. It's like right? just a big old like ball of gummy, and then me, I'll just I'll just go like this. <laughs> have you seen Ace Ventura? Like when he puts all the gum in his mouth, like that's me with a ball of gummy. I'll just stuff that all in there. <laughs> I got my gummies. No savoring whatsoever. <laughs> Not like I have a knife in the car that I can cut it into little pieces. <laughs> You just have to take bites out of it. Like, like an apple. <laughs> but then my hand will get all sticky. 
true story. I have an old friend of mine in uh, when I was in the Air Force. She would play pranks on me all the time. She took a bag of my gummies. She got me ones afterwards, so don't be sad at the end of it. She took a bag of my gummies, put them all in the microwave, and then just put them on my desk. No paper towel. And they were all red. It was like Swedish fish. It was just like a big old blob of red across my desk. I was so mad. How dare she do that? And then one time, like, she left her car unlocked, and I dumped bags of trash, like, tons of trash into her car. But, yeah, um, I still ate them, though. I ate the Swedish fish, the glob of goop that was on my... My desk was clean. So. <laughs> Melted Swedish fish. Nice. She got, she got me some... I mean, she got some. She felt bad, but but not really. Well, that's all you can do, right? Right. I did oh, eat the I would have just, just eaten them. It's fine. <laughs> um, and I was I said we were going to get away from Magnum and wrestling, and then I remembered a question I wanted to ask you, so I'm just going to go for it. Um, sorry. I'm all over the place. It's fine. I actually expected that. Because <laughs> um, I think this year, Magnum, with their shows, um, they're doing a like a portion to a different charity every month is that accurate do you know anything um, about that i feel like i saw that somewhere i yes i know that something i don't know specifically on this one um i feel like it's a dog thing yes like, that's what it is yeah so uh stripe has this uh thing where he is i mean he's always been big especially into like oh. animal charities i mean dogs i mean that's the way to jason stripe's heart um his his dogs it's his wiener um, dog <laughs> it's his wiener dog and dogs in general i've been on road trips with him before and there will be a dog and he'll oh my god run, and he'll want to oh run my. over and head it and he'll like start talking in the highest pitched voice you've ever heard a grown man do <laughs> uh it's 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 hilarious but like um he's always been very charitable in the community and something that's kind of been brought up to um is just kind of getting our ourself out there more possibly even doing more hands-on stuff with charities you know I've always been the advocate of like uh you know going to a children's hospital and having like wrestlers read and that sort of stuff too but I know like one of his big visions this year is to give back to the community a selected charity I think we're still doing like outright charity or fundraisers and those sort of shows but each show will have its own like portion uh, that it's going to somewhere. So I don't know off the top of my head. That's that's something. To be honest, we kind of took a break for a reason. <laughs> so I haven't been caught up to almost everything. He's still been a machine. So um, I'm sure it is on our uh, Facebook social media uh, somewhere too. Um, I don't know if Pete's still around. If if he knows, Pete's kind of like the resident know-it-all when it comes to Magnum Pro or even Ryan. So. Pete Ryan. Peep up. <laughs> yes. Help me out. So that was just another thing I wanted to highlight because I know that like that's something like that's really cool to me that Magnum's not just you know, worried about Magnum but other things in the and yeah. That's yeah. That's just, that's something 
Uh, Pete just put it in the chat there. Thanks, Pete. So that's, that's amazing. Like, you know, Strife, he has a really, really good heart. And he does this. I mean, anybody who's in wrestling, what? Don't let it out too much. Like, (laughs) you know, right, right. No, I mean, he's quite honestly like a brother to me. Uh, we had we had our dark period at one time, and that's never happening again. But um, just knowing, like anybody who's in professional wrestling, you do it for like the love of it. And he has put so much heart and soul in this, and he definitely gets that. You know, he's a part of the community. You know, not everyone loves wrestling, but there's a good portion of of really good uh, wrestling community here too. And it's like, well. You know, let's use that advantage of our, our wrestling community to bring knowledge to, you know, other things in the area. Like previous fundraisers we've done is like Bags of Fun of Omaha. And that's like, um, it's a charity that puts together bags of toys for kids uh, that, you know, are either, I think they have like, you know, they're in the hospital or I don't know if it's like homeless, anything like that. But like they, they put together these really big bags of toys for kids. Uh, we've donated to that before countless, you know, the animal shelters are a big thing too. Um, we've done uh, make a wish we've done um, so many things. So Did it's we do a bunch. I don't remember the majority of it was um, something with MS. Yes, we have done MS too um there's just so many i mean on a normal schedule even before uh strife's vision of wanting to like give a little bit to like a charity uh each show we at least had once a quarter so there's been countless charities that we've we've had fundraisers for and they're usually really sizable like checks and stuff too and that that's awesome um and it's not like it's not like one of those things we do it like for PR because like, I, I bet you like any, any amount, if like I wanted to take a picture of Strife at any of these places, I think the only picture that we can really have of him giving like any amount of money for is for one of the animal shelters here, because I mean, the dude loves animals. So he's, he's just all happy. I like, get the brightest smile from him. I wasn't there when he did that, but like, it's not about the PR. It's not about anything like that. It's it's just basically the heart and the knowledge of the community that uh, that Stripe has, and uh, it's what really sets apart Magnum, um, at All least right. big time here in the in the local area. Yes, 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 indeed. Apparently, it is this month is the Good Life Bulldog Rescue. Dogs. So, dogs. 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 Go fig. <laughs> <laughs> Strife. Dogs. Never. No. Never. Uh, <laughs> so when you are, you're you're you've done a lot. You've been in production. You've worked as an intern with NXT. You've run your own promotion for a while. You're back here with Magnum. Um. You've done a lot within the last eight years or so as far as wrestling is concerned. Um, Like, what do you see in your future with wrestling? 
locally or beyond that or whatever you want to do. So I feel like at this point in time, um, with the amount of stuff that I've been able to do in wrestling, it's been a beautiful story. I mean, just the stuff, I feel like, you know, my time in NXT was amazing, but the stuff I've been able to do on that local level has been just as, you know, if not higher than a lot of the experiences at NXT. Um, and I think at this point in time, um, I guess you would put it in like the getting older aspect. Um, I'm a very creative person uh, by fault. Like I not only have done, you know, wrestling too. Uh, I worked with Disney, still work for Disney, like with football games. Um, I've worked for Discovery Channel, like so many different things. And I kind of want to start looking at doing a lot of those things again. And my big goal for 2022 um, is to basically find somebody who kind of has that hunger that I once did when I first came into to wrestling. Um, and we have actually someone joining the crew on Saturday that I'm excited to, uh, to meet and work with. Um, and uh, yes, so he doesn't know what he's in for. Um, <laughs> but to find someone to, to pass that knowledge on and, and start paying it forward, because, you know, it's, it's sad to think about and who knows how much longer I could do this. I've had a lot of life changes recently too, and kind of readjusting a lot of my priorities. Magnum was my, you know, that's my ride or die. Like, you know, once I'm done with like Magnum, whatever that may be, it's kind of like, that's where I, I hang the hat with wrestling. Um, and I still will be there in any way that I can, um, regardless, you know, of what my future may hold. Um, but, uh, I think, yeah, the big goal is to, to, to find people who have that hunger too, and give them the opportunity and give them excitement and spark, you know, that I definitely had, um, when I joined this, you know, seven going on eight years this fall, um, to have people have those opportunities. I want to see more success stories on the production side. Um, you know, we've, we've had some pretty cool stories here in the Midwest as far as talent's concerned. Um, it'd be really cool to, to see some opportunities go to the production side again, too. Um, I am definitely proud in the fact that I am, as far as I know, as far as wrestling's concerned, the only one who has made it to that level um, in the production realm with, uh, with, with wrestling. Um, but I want to see a lot more stories and I want to pass on that knowledge and excitement. So that's kind of where I see my future right now is that pay it, pay it forward aspect, find some new blood, get them excited, get some fresh new looks. You know, I've seen some of the stuff uh, that this guy can do. And, you know, I think with the repetition and getting like melted into the family here, like it's, it's going to be great. So I want to see more of that. I'm becoming an old man especially in the production. It's tiring. It really is when it comes to production. I mean, I've given, you've seen me on show days. I give all of me. I'm so sore by the, by the end of the day, which I started going to a chiropractor now because there's been days at wrestling shows where I couldn't move my back the day after because I'm just, I'm on my feet from like seven or eight in the morning until like one or two in the morning. Um, and 
that's just, you know, the stress of putting the show together, everything moves so fast. Uh, you know, the, 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 the work that it takes to put everything together. Um, it's just, it's such a fast day, but yet so grueling, like it moves so fast. You don't really realize the amount of pressure you're putting on your body the entire day. So, um, I would like to give that to a young whippersnapper, um, <laughs> let my body take a break, try to maybe ease off on, on a few things, but again, you know, Magnum forever will have my heart it is my ride or die wrestling promotion. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what's what's store in store for the future, and hopefully we get some uh, new blood in. Nice. Um, so now some random fun questions because this has been a very heavy time, and random fun questions, except for that I just made them disappear. Cool, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Uh. Um, so if you could create your own title, what would it be for and how would it be defended? Uh, so title as in like championship title or, yeah. okay. Yeah. Create my own title. Uh, king of the promos <laughs> or nice. queen or just person of the promo, promo person of the year, promo person, something, triple P. I don't know. Find a P word there. Help me out chat. Promo person, whatever. Anyways, um, so promo type. Was that promo promo promo, promo 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 professional person? Promo person professional. Ooh. Um. Okay. So one of my biggest things in wrestling is the stories. I mean, you have to be invested. Like, it's really hard to get invested in wrestling if you don't have at least some story on who the person in the ring is. Why are they fighting this person? And, you know, it's, it's something I've always been heavy in is um, not only like, you know, scripting things, but like seeing people grow in confidence and um, really sell themselves as a wrestler and go further. So I would love to see a perfect promo person. I would love to see uh, more work done in that area. Like, I mean, there's some bad promos out there. <laughs> and, you know, it. nothing turns me off more in wrestling than seeing somebody who doesn't have confidence in themselves. You know, I hope they find it. It's not me, like, writing them off. It's just, it's sad because you want to see that confidence, that overall confidence outside the ring and in the ring. I want to care about you well before you, 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 you get into the ropes or you walk through the ropes. So, um, and being that's something that I did heavily in NXT, it's like, I appreciate the art form of it. It's something I always love taking time uh, to work with people on finding their voice, finding the right words to say, having that confidence, um, being that creative person. I feel like I have like, eyes that see things that most people don't see in themselves like I might see this little quirk I'm like let's capitalize on that or I might see this personality type I'm like let's capitalize on that and they're like really you think you know that like I, I have that I'm like absolutely you know kind of give them that confidence and them finding that voice and um I always appreciate you know afterwards you know the thanks I get from 
you know, the people that I've gotten to work with, the people I've gotten to uh, spend time with and seeing them grow over time too. Um, and having that confidence in people that come up to me and, and want my help in that. So um, I would definitely love to see a title in that <laughs> too. You know, when you see this person, you know, you're going to get a story like, you know, a Jake the Snake story, something mysterious or a macho man, you know, those sort of things that some of them don't make sense, but you're, you're engaged. You know what, you know, you, you take them serious as a wrestler. Um, and it's, it's funny. You look at like, you know, someone like Bray Wyatt, he would get a perfect promo person. He never really had much winning. You know, his promos didn't mean much because, you know, he would always lose. But at the end of the day, when he cut a promo, you paid attention. Like, he made waves. People people loved him because he knew how to speak. Um, and it's the same, like, one of my other favorite wrestlers is Jake the Snake. You know, was he a champion? No. But, man, you took him seriously. He was always a threat when he was in the ring. It's because he knew how to talk. He knew how to make you believe in him as a wrestler. Therefore, you knew whoever he was going against. That could be the night that he beats, you know, this fan favorite, this top baby face, this, you know, up on the rise person. So, yeah. Perfect promo person. There we go. That's my title. Oh, yeah. What wrestling word do you use most outside of wrestling? Mm-hmm. So I'm one of those people, I don't like use wrestling lingo because people look at me like I'm crazy. Um, uh, let's see, promo, maybe. It's like always my, let's cut a promo. I have actually said that at work before. So I do go fig, I do video production for a full-time job too. And you know, there's one time with our CEO, I'm like, all right, we're going to cut a promo on this. You're not a wrestler. So it probably <laughs> so that's promo. Definitely promo is that's the word that I use a lot. But like you know, the kayfabes or that sort of stuff. Yeah, you know, might use a wrestling move like oh he got suplexed or body slammed. You know, but when it comes to the insider logo, promo, which is really <laughs> not even an insider term. So it's more of a marketing term. Fair enough. Do you have any good between either NXT or your illustrious career with Magnum or your time running your own promotion? Um, do you have any like really good stories, like something really just like funny or exciting or like off the wall? Um, so I think I, one of the, okay. So those who don't know Madman Fulton, the dude is a giant. The dude is a beast. He's so tall. But he's probably one of the nicest people ever. So the funny story with all this is um, it's the morning of Now This Is Money. And he was flying in from uh, Ohio. He had a connecting flight because in Omaha, you can't just fly straight to Omaha. You have to go to like, you got to go to Cleveland to Atlanta, Georgia, then from Atlanta to Omaha. So way out of the way. So he texts me in the morning. He's like, my flight's still grounded. And it was like an hour over. And he's just like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And I'm like, well, that's okay. You know, like 
I'm a very forgiving person. And, you know, I, I always say, you know, there's a plan B, plan C. You can't really, you know, if it's out of your control, you just roll with the punches and, and, and you, you work with something. So I'm like, you know, if just keep me posted, if you make it, it'll be fine. Um, if not, we'll, we'll get you on the next show. Like this is, this is not a worry at all. Um, I also know being a seven foot person too, like, it's funny because two weeks prior, he actually broke a chair on an, on an airplane because he was so big. That was the whole thing. But um, I kind of gave that joke as like, you didn't break a chair, did you? And that's why you're grounded. He's like, oh no, brother. No, that didn't happen. Um, so I'm just thinking in my head, like, okay, how are we going to cover uh, my, you know, business partner at the time and he immediately freaked out I'm like dude it's okay we can figure <laughs> this out it'll be fine um and then he texts me maybe about two two and a half hours later completely out of breath and uh he's just like he's like hi made it to the plane I'll be there brother <laughs> I was like good he's like I ran like across the Atlanta airport with my suitcase under my arm, hoofing it to get to the gate. I'll be there for you, brother. Thank you for understanding. Like, dude, it's, it's fine. But like the fact that he called me under, like out of breath and all that. And then he was super apologetic when he came here. I'm like, you're here. Like it, it all worked out, man. So one of the nicest guys. Um, and I'll always remember that moment too. And the dude can eat. We, we went to a, a local burger place afterwards. He ate like a triple stack burger. He had a side of wings. He had a large order of fries. He had a milkshake. He was about to order a couple pieces of pie, but they're like, our kitchen's closed. And he's like, oh, I didn't need it anyways. But then, you know, we got cookies afterwards. So, I mean, the dude had like 5,000 calories in one sitting and didn't look like it. The dude's, again, seven foot beast. Um, so yeah, that that's one of my funniest, I guess, like wrestler stories per se. And um, I guess in the production realm, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I can't be, some days I'm not a nice guy at production. I'm just like so serious about the show that sometimes like the funniest things can happen and I can't remember them at all. So I think in the production realm, there's not a lot of funny stories that I could think off the top of my head. It's usually like the after parties um you know there's a time that drew mcintyre was karaokeing with everyone everyone was buying him shots and i think he had like 332 shots i don't know i'm throwing out a number and he was just fine he like got up for his flight like two hours later and he was just fine but he was karaokeing with people also one of the nicest people and some of the funniest moments um that you would see from somebody but uh yes he was definitely singing with an accent too. And he, uh, he was, he was a great guy, but like when it comes to production, man, I'm just so serious. I just, I don't find things funny. I, I can be a bear and I'm so apologetic afterwards and people know, like, I don't like do it like, grr, like I'm like mad at you. And I'm like, like not a complete butthead about it, but like, I, I'm just very serious. You've seen me on Showtime. I'm zoned in. Um, until that show's over, like you're not going to get fun, Logan. So, off the top of my head, I don't really, I don't really have any funny production stories. Sadly, it's usually like the things that happen afterwards. So, so many memories at Magnum after shows. I mean, this is why we're all like a close knit family because of some of the stories we can share 
and some of the moments we've seen with each other. So, oh yeah, were you with Magna when AJ Styles wrestled? That was right before I joined. It was like a few months before. Like it's all running together because I'm old. <laughs> um, so now we had AJ Styles. Were you there when we had um, Matt Sidell? Nope. Nope. I think that was the show before or a month or two before. I think That's Matt Sidell was like the right before. Yeah. <laughs> right on the rem- cast before joining. Right? Like right there. Um, I remember that Drew McIntyre show because me and Danny were sitting um, just in a booth and he came over and was talking with us and we were just I was talking with Drew about our cats (laughs) yeah (laughs) and I was like nice we were showing each other cat pictures (laughs) (laughs) not surprising it's just the dude's just a talkative, nice person. So, what a, what a sweet man! Like, and not real long ago, I saw on his social media that his cat had passed away, and I was like, "Oh, mine too." <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I had this like emotional attachment to his cat because we <laughs> talked about them. Right. Like it's so weird, but like, thanks, Magnum Pro. <laughs> so. Um, I like, I'm on Twitter all the time, as you well know. Um, and I like, (laughs) and I like to get into Twitter spaces. Um, I mentioned it because this is a question that originated from Twitter spaces. So what is the biggest animal that you could take in a fight with just your hands, no weapons, and you can pretend it's attacking you so that you don't feel bad about it. Uh, man. <sighs> so I definitely wouldn't be strong enough for a kangaroo. I'm not going to go that big. You know, punch your head right off. Um, I like lions and tigers. I ain't going to take one. Um, maybe a... I don't want to go one-on-one with an animal. What kind of question is this? Like, I would feel so bad it's attacking, attacking you. It's okay, attacking you. So it's life or death situation. I would yes, even still feel bad. Yes, like, it's coming at you. It's trying to kill you. I mean, it has ill intent, Logan. <laughs> so you are the animal, brother. Oh, man. I would say probably a coyote, fox. I'm not that strong of a of a person. Um, I mean, I can I can lift things well. That's not going to really help me in a fight. Other if I'm trying to body slam them, but if they're like everywhere, then I'm not going to get you up to like slam me down. Uh, I'm kind. I'm not fast, but I'm not slow either. So it's not necessarily like I have speed to like you know do a speed punch or something like that. Like won't be like anime style like. Like towards like a horse or elephant or anything like that. Um, yeah, I would probably go like a fox or a coyote. Like I, you know, I used to live in an area where those were around, and I kind of had scenarios in my head where if I got attacked by one, I, I kind of know what to do. Not any bigger than that, though. Fair enough. So, um, as my friend, I'm asking this question. 
how do you take your pancakes? <laughs> uh, so can I do flavors of pancakes? Yeah, like if you like blueberry or yep. if you use like syrup or jelly or whatever. Blueberry pancakes all the way. Just regular syrup is fine. You got to have butter on them. Um, I just recently got a um, Captain Crunch pancakes. Uh, there's a batter for that. And there's actually a crunch berry syrup that you can accompany with it. It's actually really good. I suggest it. Sold at all your local grocers that I know are around your area. So you find well, them. give you that impression. <laughs> <laughs> so if you find them, I definitely recommend them. You won't be disappointed. They do look a little Christmassy because they are, they just use the red and green crunch berries, but they're still good. Nope. I appreciate that. Yeah. See, I say I asked that as a friend because if you would have said that you prefer waffles, um, I would have had to reevaluate that decision. <laughs> no. So I rarely eat pancakes. I will admit that. But if I was going to have a breakfast item, I mean, if I go to a breakfast place, I, I always have pancakes as a side. So there's this really good breakfast place that I go to a lot with my significant other. And uh, we, I get pancakes, you know, with the side. You get the eggs, omelet or whatever. What's on the side? Pancakes. I don't do toast. I don't do waffles. I'll do pancakes. That's why we're friends, Logan. I'll take the pancakes. So I'm going to um, have one more question for you. Then we're going to go to questions from chat. You okay. may, in fact, have a lightning round. I'm not sure. I think we do. And then, and then I will ask you about um, just kind of wrap up as far as where people can find you and talk about. I know that it's already been announced the Magnum February show. Mm -hmm. Just to kind of gloss over that a little bit it's pretty big because exactly she, she never said that <laughs> i'm i've become a really bad that's what she said joke person within the past couple months so i'm just warning you it's going to drop like at least 50 times on Saturday. i'm going to refute them with i mean witty comebacks anybody who like watches the show i have a huge blanket that's now a poster of the office painting like i'm a huge office fan so i don't like the office i don't think it's um, funny i thought we were friends oh see no, at least sorry. i like pancakes give the office a chance i went to chicago they have the office experience there i went all the way to chicago just to see that no other purpose i um tried watching the office one time and while there are parts that are objectively humorous and I can maybe muster a chuckle, I am mostly just secondhand embarrassed by watching the show and I just can't. I All just right. feel bad for them and embarrassed it's, on their behalf. It's not for everyone. It's clearly not. <laughs> just, just like just like Omaha. <laughs> it is probably the most important show in my life for many reasons. So so as sorry. long as you as long as you understand that we'll continue you can be wrong yeah i'll gladly be wrong when it comes to the office gladly <laughs> so i'm going to take you on just a little like journey so like journey with me um 
pretend that you decide you're hungry one night, maybe a night, not unlike tonight, and you go to the store and you are walking around the store and you're like, I want something sweet. And you're, you're meandering down the many aisles of your local bakers and <laughs> you go down the cookie aisle and there's like just a bunch of cookies, right? Like you're like, you're like, perfect. I love cookies, but not only do I love cookies, I'm going to go with America's favorite cookie, which is indeed the Oreo. Mm-hmm. And so you, you're like, I'm going to have an Oreo. And then you're like, I'm going to have not like. I don't want any of like the flavors. Like I don't need any of the weird flavors for it. I just want like, like a chocolate cookie with, with vanilla white cream. That's all I want. Okay. But like you still have options, right? Because you can get like the thin Oreos with the thin Oreos and the thin cream. You can get just like a regular, like standard OG Oreo, regular, boop, boop. or you can get like a double stuffed Oreo. Mm-hmm. So like, which one are you picking? Double stuff. Uh, double stuff hands down every time because I like to dunk in milk. You get a lot more like milk time with the double stuff. It doesn't automatically get soggy. You do the thin, you're going to get soggy right away. I mean, the standard Oreo is just fine too, but double stuff, I mean, you get, you get enough milk soakage in there. Nice. So that is the unofficial correct answer to the question. All so right. congratulations. Yes. Yes. You win nothing. Um it but you do win. So I want to I want a spot on the stack. So Yeah, lucky it you paid for itself. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. This is fun. Only because you know me and you have to say that because I'm going to see you in oh. two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Christopher fearless leader christopher yes I am do we here. have questions from chat yes we have a few questions from chat and uh Vic says you could stay uh that was one of the better answers we've ever gotten for the double stuff oreos uh i love the idea of dunking that is totally my thing to dunking the oreos and how long you can dunk it in the milk yes the double stuff lasts much longer 100 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 100%. So, uh, we will start with our VIP Vic, uh, one of his staple questions. Vic. Best gear, wrestling gear of all time in your opinion. Who has it? Mm, best wrestling gear of all time. Man. <laughs> I had always been a fan of the Ultimate Warrior in like the gear that he had, like all the little lacy stuff that was on there too. Uh, Sean Michaels. Yes. Tassels. Thank you. Lacy stuff. Come on. <laughs> what are the English? Like, what is this laundry? <laughs> um, Sean Michaels. Sean Michaels in the nineties had like the coolest costumes too. Um, sometimes it got him in trouble. I remember there was, I think it was a WrestleMania or just a raw where he actually got stuck in the grading steel grating and he had to like rip it all rip that all off too um you know as long as it's like flashy and colorful um you know that's that's what always drew me back then it's like oh man you took time in those designs you know a rick rude like rick rude had like those really cool like the spray paint like of his face and all that stuff too like people that took the time and really customized their gear and didn't just go with like a color scheme 
um, or just their name actually like did stuff with their gear was was super cool. So um, I don't know if I have a specific one, but as long as it was like glitzy, flashy, custom, you got it. You sold me. You already, you already, you got a character already. Definitely. Yeah. No. All, all excellent, excellent points today. I think ones we've heard before too. And I remember that exact Shawn Michaels episode where he got stuck in the crate and had to rip it out. So. Yep. <laughs> As Pyro's going too, so he's like, "We gotta get the heck out of here." Yep. <laughs> so our resident referee, Shiny uh, Shoes, ref Shiny Shoes, Shiny is in the shoes. chat tonight, and um, he just has one simple question for you: Are you Shiny Shoes' favorite wrestler? Um. Yes. Yes. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> I am Good honored answer. to be that. And shiny shoes, thanks for hanging out, and thanks for uh, thanks for subbing as well. Uh, so I saw I saw a random comment in the chat. I don't know if it was quite a question, but a waxing episode from Joe Desanti. I, I need to understand what that reference. So that's back in the now. This is wrestling time. Uh, so we had our own podcast that was had an awesome run to it. Um, we would weekly you know, just kind of keep up with what was going on in the world of now. Um, and then we're like, let's do a Patreon. And we had a couple people subscribe and like, okay, we're going to do something extreme on the Patreon. So we had mini games on the podcast between our two hosts and whoever lost the challenge had to get waxed at a local waxing facility. And Joe DeSante, he's the one who actually put it all together for us. Um, and uh, it was close by to where he lived. And so um, I can't remember the story why, but they ended up both getting waxed. I think it was just a challenge in general. They just both were doing a challenge to see who would scream the like fastest, who would show the most emotion and pain. And um, yeah, one of, one of the people in it just was not showing any emotion. Ryan, who was in here, was the other co-host of it. And he... He definitely was in pain. Uh, he was shouting some expletives. He even flipped off the camera. Like, he was not having a good time. And I think, yeah, whoever lost got chopped in one of the places that they were waxed. So it was very, uh, very brutal. Lots of laughs seeing two grown men getting waxed. Um, I mean, there are so many takes where I just couldn't handle it, you know. And unfortunately, I only had one camera that night. So a lot of that footage is terrible because it's like, I'm just shaking from laughter the entire night. Um, probably one of my my favorite things to film uh, with uh, good people. So, all right. Well, very uh, very interesting, and uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate you explaining that because I was very confused of what that what that uh, reference was too. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was very interesting. <laughs> so, uh, one more question, and it's actually from me. All right. So it's a very specific question. Because you mentioned you're a big fan of The Office, I need to know, who was the Scranton Strangler? Hmm. Um, so I'm going to buy into the conspiracy theory that it was Toby. Now, okay, I'm going to do one better than that right. one, too. All right. so let's twist this one up, too. There is a theory out there 
Val is just so like lost at this. I'm with you. Don't worry, Logan. It's me and you right now. It's good. Don't worry about Val. That Kevin, and this was actually, um, this was brought to attention uh, to me by my girlfriend. Kevin Malone is actually a wise person who has been embezzling money from the company all these years. He is a fraud extraordinary. Now, if you think like back in the fire episode two, like when, when Dwight starts the fire, everyone's panicking and running. Who's stealing stuff from the company? Kevin. Kevin is obviously smart with numbers. He can count pie very well. Why can't he do that with numbers? He's just playing dumb. Well, I'm just too dumb. I can't do numbers. And then if you look back to like the series finale, like he got fired. There's, there's a lot of things that there was like a deep rabbit hole that went into it, but like Kevin is actually way smarter than what you think he is. And he actually is the reason why Dunder Mifflin had a lot of financial troubles. If you go back in the accountant episodes too, but to rewind back to your question, definitely Toby, Toby, I think Toby, but there's also the theory that, um, here I'm saying I'm an office fan. Why can't I think of his name? This is like when the limelight is on me, uh, the, 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 um, he was like one of the big bosses at Dunder Mifflin. Robert California? No, no. Uh, like corporate level. Oh. Um, um, man, like David Wallace. David Wallace. Yeah, yes. there you go. Um, he was a Scranton Strangler because apparently anytime he was in an episode and he was in Scranton is when something happened with the Scranton Strangler. And he is such a perfect gentleman just a rich guy just come in overnight stay kill somebody and he leaves town nobody suspects him so there's there's also a fan theory that david wallace is in fact the scranton strangler so i mean when you have time sometimes you just go into those rabbit holes when you're as obsessed with the office like you're just like all right well let's just look more into these characters so i could talk about the office so much I, I, like i said i went to chicago twice to go to the office fan experience. I have like mini set replicas, props from the show. Like it's like 30 bucks a ticket and it was well spent each time that I went. I have so many pictures. That's where I got that blanket from too. I have Dunder Mifflin pants. I have Dunder Mifflin shirt. I have Dunder Mifflin hat. I have Dunder Mifflin socks. Like, come on. Can't beat me as a fan. Very awesome. Uh, I'm going to go back and binge again and watch and think about those two theories. Yeah. I just, I just, fail to believe that the guy who invented suck it is the one who is the scranton strangler that's just... he's such a perfect gentleman though it's usually how it is it's usually how it is <laughs> all right val we're back val we're not talking oh, about the sorry, office sorry. anymore yeah okay sorry, i was catching up on my twitter no worries no oh, worries oh, so uh thank you for that that thank you uh, chat for those questions uh so logan one more question for you are you prepared and ready for the lightning round? Let's do it. I'm excited. I'm nervous, right. but I'm excited. So Ten questions. Wait. Try not to think too hard about them. We'll get through this one of those like rapid fire. Just say what first thing comes to my mind. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. The promo's done. We are back. All right. Question number one. Favorite holiday. Halloween. What superpower would you choose? Uh, invisibility. If the toilet paper roll is really low, but not completely out, 
Do you replace it or leave it for someone else? I don't fully replace it. I'll just put an extra roll on the counter. <laughs> Morning or evening person? Evening. Cake or pie? Uh, cake. Favorite childhood TV show? Full House. Favorite number? Uh, one. Favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, oh, that one's kind of hard. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> uh, bubblegum ice cream. That's really good. Number nine, climb a mountain oh. or jump from a plane? I'm a mountain. And number 10, what temperature is your thermostat set at? 71. Logan, I, I guess, and it's, it's 71. <laughs> Good job. You have survived the lightning round. Those were 10 questions. You did probably the best I've heard in a while as far as getting them rapid fire. Val, back to you. She looks confused. First, well, a couple things. Number number one, it's really fucking cold here. <laughs> Just generally speaking. Yes. And you're only at 71? Shoot, dog, I'm up at 75 and I'm like, roasty toasty. I got I'm not going to be cold in my own home. Oh, why are you wearing pants? I'm wearing, I don't I'm wear wearing pants a hat. In my own home. I got double layers. Why are you I'm bundled fine. up in your house? When you could be not bundled up and just have it warmer. I just wanted to look good for you. I just want to look oh. good for this podcast. So I dressed up. So I wore a shirt and a bra. So <laughs> yay. <laughs> Looking good. <laughs> and then I think you were mad about the bubblegum ice cream. Yeah. What the hell is that? Go to Baskin Robbins. We have one in town. Um, it's. It's a Ugh. weird thing. Like, if you don't like don't bubblegum in general, like, the bubblegum standard flavor. I mean, I generally do. I just don't think I want it as an ice cream. It's weird. I mean... I would try a little bit. I would try... I would, I would take a little trial, like, a little, little teeny spoon and go... Mm-hmm. There's bubblegum pieces And see pieces if I feel about it. There's oh, bubblegum pieces. Do you eat them? Yep. You just, like, start chewing and... eat them. Yep. And it builds up over time. You and... swallow the bubblegum. I don't swallow the bubblegum. I'm not a monster. Well, what are you doing <laughs> if there's pieces of bubblegum in the ice cream? You just you're not just chewing. saving them. You're not just saving them all up for the end. Tuck them in your cheek. No. <laughs> Why would you do that? This is bizarre. It's good. It's it's an experience that you must have sometimes. Just get a tiny no. scoop from Baskin Robbins. I'll get you a pint that you can try on Saturday. Just take a couple nibbles off that. And I'll just say that'll be my pre-show snack. On Saturday, and I'll be just fine. Just one one small spoon of bubblegum ice cream. The fact is, I think it's like a half hour from the venue, so I would I have to time it perfectly. I don't think it would work out, but there's only one here, and it's clear on like the other side of town. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't know that there was one here. To be honest, I thought and there not was a one lot of people. Lincoln, but... Yeah, there is one in Lincoln, but not a lot of people know about the one here in Omaha. So is it like on 180th or some shit? Yeah, it's right next to the pumpkin patch here. Ugh. It's, it's way out there. Ugh. And I will say on that full Local house talk. question, I didn't I didn't say this on the lightning. R.I.P. Bob Saget. I, I was get, gonna say it. I do not get emotional that much for like celebrity deaths because I mean they're celebrities. I don't know them. 
I saw Bob Saget in person three weeks after he, or three weeks, three weeks after, three weeks before he died. Um, so there is that he was at a local comedy club here, and I uh, I didn't know he was here. Yeah, he was at the the Funny Bone here, and oh. it's like such a small club to begin with. Yeah, um, I got VIP seats, and I was just thinking, hey, it's gonna be close. Um, it's literally a table pressed right against the world's smallest stage. And I mean, basically Bob Saget's midsection was like right here the entire night. Um, so they're that close to Bob Saget the entire night and just seeing that human aspect and how positive of a person he was. Like he is everything. I've never seen a Bob Saget stand up. So that was like all new to me. Just, I knew he was vulgar. That wasn't like a surprise to me, but like seeing him, and how positive and how heartfelt he was and like seeing like all the eulogies that are out there like it's every sort of vibe I got from him seeing him in person um so I would have been sad regardless because I mean Full House was a thing growing up for me like totally and I watched Fuller House as well but to actually have seen him as a person for like an hour and a half like in the flesh like I just put like a whole like different perspective on everything. And that one hit me really hard. It took me a couple of days to recover <laughs> just because, you know, he just seemed like a really good person and he's human. He's not just a TV star. So, but yeah, full house all the way. You've got, I even, didn't I send you was no, I did an office one. I almost sent you a Michelle gift beforehand, like asking you, I was going to do, you got it, mister. But instead I went the office route. <laughs> go fake i did not get your reference and now i know <laughs> i know <laughs> the office full house that's probably the only gift that i'll i'll send and parks and rec is in there too so wrapping up i know that magnum has already kind of announced um their february show which is um february what 26th yep, february 26th and so far, it looks like we have uh, Mike Bennett on that show. What? Like, that's all you have to say. It's Mike Bennett's on that show. We have what? no other, like, match announcement. And I think tickets already went on sale, and I think they're already selling quite well, so. Well, yeah. Mike Bennett. So if you're local and you're not part of the Magnum family, but you want to show up, I would highly recommend that show for you. Yep. And that's just kind of, that's, that's the standard when it comes to Magnum. Um, again, Strife could sit there and just count his cash after every show. All he does is just put into the next show and anniversary. I mean, it's already such a buzz for that. He already took some of that money. He's like, we're going to put Mike Bennett on the show. Let's keep doing this. You know, like who knows what we get in the March show? Who knows this is in the April show? I don't know. Like, that's just kind of, that's always been his thing. He'll take that money and he'll put it right back into the next show. So keep supporting Magnum. <laughs> Who knows what lengths it's going to go. Yeah. Keep, keep an eye out. There's only bigger and better things happening this year, especially. Um, I will be like tweeting up a storm on show days, which I'm really excited that I get to do that. Because mm-hmm. um, I really, I, I, I love I love Magnum. It's it's my home. And I love that I get to bring it to maybe a wider audience just because 
I, at this point, have a weird reach. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I love sharing it with, with all of my people, with all of you. So anybody that's still in chat, lingering about, um, anybody that watches this after the fact, like, I love being able to show Magnum off a little bit because I think that it maybe doesn't get as much recognition as it could simply because we are in Omaha, Nebraska. Location, location, location. It also is quite weird to know how many people know you. Like, I've just, I mean, I've just been, you know, the Val I've known for all this time. And now, like, so many people know you. I see, like, thousands and thousands of people knowing who Val Pancakes is. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, I'm glad people get to see you. I'm I'm (laughs) glad you're making the moves that you're making out there, too. So, I you know we appreciate the support and you telling the world too but that's really that's really weird to know how many people know you it's like you're you're a little celebrity (laughs) it's so funny to me because um christopher gives me a lot of um gives me a little bit of a hard time and says that i have clout which i maintain i do not have (laughs) Val clout. <laughs> There's no clout. But I love being able to, you know, to have done what I've done in this time that I've done it and be able to share the things that I enjoy and that I are am passionate about. And that includes Magnum. So Magnum really started me on this weird little journey. And it is only fair, right, and wonderful that I get back to them in, in a way that I can, which isn't a lot, but you know, it's a thing right. that I do. Once upon a time, before you got all, as Vic says, Val clout cakes, <laughs> I mean, all that love went to Magnum, and we felt it all the time. I mean, you're, like, one of the first to buy shirts all the time, show your support. Like, you're, you've always been that person. So, we love it. Love Magnum. <laughs> On that note, follow Magnum. It is Magnum Pro. Is it still Magnum Pro on Twitter? Uh, twitter.com slash magnum wrestling magnum wrestling now yep everything's magnum wrestling it's the complete Oof. oh i'm gonna have to it's oh. it's gonna it's gonna be hard to get the magnum pro out of your mm-hmm. mouth that's what she said magnum wrestling is <laughs> you say magnum pro you said it a lot of times so literally you're saying magnum pro you don't have to take it that direction we're not going that direction <laughs> it's literally take it as a literal you're the she. That's what she said. That's what she said. And she is saying Magnum Wrestling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, everything is uh, Magnum Wrestling now. Uh, getting the pro out of there. It's a complete rebrand. Complete, basically the same wrestling that everyone here locally and hopefully worldwide is going to start, you know, enjoying even more. Um, just simply Magnum Wrestling, still high caliber, still amazing talent that you'll see still amazing shows that are going to be put together and you know this is just kicking off that new fresh look that new fresh start so yes everything magnum wrestling magnum wrestling on twitter magnum wrestling everywhere go to iwtv watch a bunch of old magnum wrestling shows they're up there watch them get familiar with some of like i know our most recent ones are up there so if you want to familiar, I familiarize yourself with some of the um, talent that's going to be on the 
show on Saturday. That would be a good place to start. Um, Magnum also has Patreon. Yes, still have Patreon? Yep, Patreon's still up too, as far as I know. I don't really do too much. Uh, Strive really runs all that, but that's a great place to see um, you know, sneak peeks. Like you could see, I believe the new titles are on there, if it's still a thing too. He always gives those sneak peeks so you could see what our new titles look like before Saturday. Yeah, there are tons of stuff on there. Magnum Wrestling on Patreon. Um, follow Logan. Logan, where can people find you specifically? So you'll be disappointed. I mean, I am on Twitter, but I'm definitely not a tweeter extraordinaire like Val Cloutcakes. And, um, but I, I'm on there occasionally. I try to get on there, but um, I mean, it's Instagram, Logues Loves Video. It's, I think it's Logues Loves Video 85. I'm mostly on Instagram more than any other social media. So Instagram's a big thing, Twitter, the occasional thing. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Oh, um, Magnum, I believe, also has Instagram. I know Magnum's on Facebook. Follow Magnum on Facebook. Um, that we can keep abreast of the um, events that are coming up. So you can put those dates in your calendar so you can remember to go. Because you're going to want to. You're really, mm-hmm. really going to want to coming up. Like, you're mm-hmm. really going to want to. True story. Like, really, really going to want to. And then um, they do go up on IWTV after the fact, Yeah. Yeah, we try to maintain the schedule of, you know, at least the month or like the week before the next show. So, you know, with this one taking place this Saturday, more than likely, it's going to be on IWTV February 19th, which is a week before the next show. So um, that way, you know, if you didn't make it to the last show, you can, when you're in the, the area, you can watch that last show, get caught up to speed, and you're, you're ready to go for the next show. Hell yeah. So... Follow Logan, follow Magnum Wrestling. Keep an eye out for Magnum Wrestling's anniversary 11. That is January 22nd in Omaha, Nebraska at Stocks and Bonds. And we'll be appearing on On Demand on IWTV. Thank you, Logan, for hanging out with me tonight. Absolutely. I appreciate having you here. Very much thank, a pleasure. Thank you, everybody in chat, for hanging out with us. Thank you, Christopher, for a, an impeccable lightning round. Um, on behalf of our good friend, Captain Chuckles, um, I much appreciate all of, all of you. Um, be sure to join me next week. Um, same stack time, same stack place, as I talk with the golden grappler, Mr. Travis Huckabee. So very excited for that. Very excited for um, Magnum Wrestling this weekend. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, and have a good night.